The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 410 of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, it is Thanksgiving tomorrow for any of those who are listening, watching, that celebrate that holiday. Uh, and so uh, we're going to get this out after Dynamite. This is not completely unusual. A lot of times we'll do it directly after AEW Dynamite, but thanks for tuning in. And Tim, this is a good one. Tonight, I told mm. you before we started recording, this is on the short list of one of my favorite start to finish episodes of AEW Dynamite. There are There is so much to talk about. I am so excited. You did mention that uh, it is Thanksgiving, which then brings mm. next Christmas. So people are going to start their shopping if they haven't already. The thing I would like to plug just because I always like to do so is we have a pro wrestling tees store at pro You can search Spanish announce table, or we have it in our links and all of our fun stuff. So you can go there, click those things, but pro search Spanish announce table. You will see our shirt. I would recommend getting that shirt. Uh, we've got a couple people who have already ordered a few more are on the way. Ours are on the way as well. So you'll be seeing that in the uh, YouTube streams coming up soon. Uh, another thing I want to say is we actually got a shout out from a friend of the show, Justin Floor, who said, congrats on opening your new pro wrestling tea store. Looking forward to getting a KCCP shirt in the future. If you know, you know, hashtag tweet the table. And if you know, you know, we're not going to spell that one out for you. Uh, we might say it later on in the episode. So then you can put two and two together. But yes, I would love to make I'll that shirt. And by the way, why it's important that you go to pro wrestling teas and buy the shirt is because uh, we got to sell some of these so we can make the other ones, right? You know, we get a exactly. design and we got to sell some before they're like, all right, we'll, we'll waste our time making another design. So buy it. You might see a KCCP shirt. K- KCCP. It's a great idea, by the way. I feel like we got to give them Fantastic. royalties now. I, I, we yeah. might. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a very creative person. Um, yeah. And again, we also might somebody- not. I want to put that in there for legal purposes as well. <laughs> but again, uh, so many people have talked about how uh, they've liked our design. They like the shirt. So now you can get it at your own leisure. Uh, and again, that's at pro The holiday seasons support local businesses. I think there's a, isn't there a local Tuesday or something to that? Um, but hey, listen, we're local. We're in your ears. Exactly. In your and eyeballs. We're a small company. Yeah. Small business. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're uh, a small company. That is true. Exactly. Yep. And if you have listened long enough, you know, we have technical difficulties, so we need I help mean, with that. Yeah. We and have again, to it's rent a great from Papa Shango. You know what I mean? Sometimes it happens. Uh, so yeah, just again, wanted to do a little plug before we get started. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, Spanish announce table up on the search bar. So now let's get into it. As I mentioned, this is one of my favorite episodes of AEW Dynamite, and it kicked off him with a classic an all-time segment for aw now as we're doing this dynamite recap we are going to go blend go back into full gear come back into dynamite so um just to let you know as we're doing this it's going to be jumping around a little bit but it'll all be coherent because we're professionals here and jump in in the chat we already have katie first lady in the chat we'll talk about what she's asking about just because we're going to hit it in aw dynamite so stay tuned for that uh, she does, of course, say happy Thanksgiving, and so does viral video reactions. Uh, hey, but more on so Katie's much. topic. But, of course, interact with each other in the chat. Interact with us as we do this live stream. And, of course, find us later on Twitter, still, still, at Table Show throughout the week. Hashtag Tweet the Table. That's uh, we alluded to one of those. Maybe. We're on Hive at Spanish Announce. We jumped over there to see what it's like. 
Yep. We asked where it's all the cool fun. kids are going. It seems it's like they told so us far. over there. So, well, yeah. We'll see. Look we'll for see us on the social. Yeah. But the important part is, like Katie First Lady and that viral video reactions, join us uh, live also and be our wrestling friend. We like that. So, Tom, this segment, though, in AW. Yes. So, let's get into it. So, it starts off with William Regal in the middle of the ring. And he says to the audience in Chicago, which, again, Chicago is a very fun wrestling town to watch a show from or watch a show at because we were at All Out in Chicago. So it was very good. Uh, but chair. William Regal is, yeah, we got the chair to prove it. Yeah. But William Regal was standing in the ring and he says to the audience, you want to hear from MJF? And everyone, oh, yeah, let's hear from MJF. And he goes, well, DX suck it because he ain't here. He's shooting a movie. Now, why would we want to hear from MJF? This is where we're going to jump back to full gear. So at Full Gear, in your main event, we saw, at the time, champion John Moxley taking on, at the time, challenger MJF, and the match concluded with a ref spot where he was taken out, and William Regal coming down to chastise the MJF, who was about to use the Dynamite Diamond Ring, he said, you mother, you better not fucking do it. So then he throws the Diamond Ring, said, you asshole, flips him off. Another rep spot happens. John Moxley puts MJF in bulldog choke. MJF's tapping. And he's like, what the fuck? William Regal's like, well, John, tell the ref, like, get him up. He looks like he's about ready to, like, uh, you know, get back in good position. So get his attention. Moxley's like, ah, good point. I will. So he moves over to go to the ref. And as he does that, William Regal says, there's some brass knucks for you, MJF. MJF puts them on. Wallops old John Moxley in the head. And we have a new AEW champion, which again, takes us to tonight. And William Regal says, you want to hear from MJF? And the crowd goes crazy. And he says, nah, he's going to shoot a movie. That's what stars do. So suck it. Before he could really even get into any more of his promo, I was honestly shocked. We get John Moxley coming out. Mm -hmm. Now, Tim, I think the IWC consensus was John Moxley loses that full gear. He goes to ride off in the sunset for a few weeks, maybe a couple months. He'll come back healthy, rejuvenated, gets that vacation that we all knew about. And here we go. Not the case. Here he is walking out to confront William Regal. And he's walking. He ain't doing his throw the bottle, stand up. No, it's a, it's a straight line to William Regal. Mm -hmm. And he gets in the ring. And before he could do anything, Brian Danielson slides into the ring to stop him. Now, Brian Danielson says a lot of different things, but the consensus was, hey, he did a bad thing. We've all done bad things in the BCC. Just don't hurt him because this guy means a lot to me because you know how my father was a lot like you. This guy helped me connect with my father. I love this man. Don't kill him. Very raw, very real. Very real. Mm. Tim, what did you think? Yeah. Uh, much like viral video reaction says here in the chat, uh, no one chastises like William Regal. And his insulting of the crowd, it, it just brings a smile to your face, as odd as that sounds, if you're weird like us, pro wrestling mm -hmm. fans, right? It just, uh, it's great. It's It makes you want to boo it, even though you like the man. And, and all that was going great. And then I, I just it, the the addition of, of 
Brian Danielson. That's the thing that really threw me for the loop, right? The mocks yeah. coming out. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Mocks, you know, thought he was on vacation, but even that could be like, hey, trip didn't start for three weeks, so what am I going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the Brian Danielson coming to me like, whoa, 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 <laughs> right? Like, let's not be so hasty. I get it. Um, and then Mox following up with the like, okay, all right, well, then you better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you better run. You better get away because if I see you, you know, ripping your asshole out through your eyeballs or whatever it is. And so credit to William Regal in the spot, because one thing that I found very interesting is he, he stood his ground. It was almost as if he knew the ass whipping was coming. So it's like, this is part of being a villain. You take your ass whipping because he didn't, you know, shake in his boots or, or try to run out of the ring. He stood there, made eye contact with Moxley the entire time. And was like, if you're going to do it, motherfucker, do it. Well, I like that even though, uh, that the announcers were Shivani was even like, well, he's going to stand his ground. And Taz is like, yeah, he's going to stand his ground. He's going to get his ass kicked. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that I thought was interesting with Brian Danielson coming out is if you look at the, you know, uh, BCC dynamic, one thing that we've always talked about is Yuda uh, Claudio comes from the babyface tunnel and, you know, Moxley is Moxley. So he's this and he kind of, you know, does his own thing and walks from wherever he wants. But Danielson always walks from the heel tunnel. So my thought was, oh, shit, are we getting like a death triangle on steroids with yeah. Regal, MJF and Danielson? Now, that wasn't the case, but that was my initial first thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess my question before we move on. Does, do we come out of this doing something or was this just the the wiping of our hands of moxley's going that way regal goes that maybe way. this was why mox why when we don't see moxley coming after regal for the next several weeks that's why and now maybe moxley gets his vacation maybe i don't know i don't mm-hmm. want this to be the john cena turns heel of and now moxley's gonna go away well, for and vacation. also and also that's that's breaking the fourth wall all right that's reading the sean ross saps and the right. dave Meltzers who says well, and it may not happen like we know he was supposed to have a vacation then right. didn't get it and says and i'm sure that, march that accompanied a promise of we're gonna get you a vacation i, I can only assume but that doesn't have to be now it doesn't have to be ever he exactly. might be like, i don't fucking need it or he could just be like hey uh, th- that trip actually got postponed until March. So I want to take my vacation then. Like, okay, cool. We'll right. wait till March, you know, whatever right. it may be. And again, that's breaking the fourth wall. We don't really care. We just like what we watch on TV. So um, should be very interesting. Now, next week, MJF will be on our television set uh, or our digital device, whatever you, however you consume AEW Dynamite. And uh, he was promised as making an appearance. So it will be his first appearance as AEW champion i'm excited what do you think happens there well i you know i i don't necessarily know what happens there right if if we're saying moxie's out if that's what the way it seems from what we watched here mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i guess we'll get him talking a bunch of shit and regal out there now i think in, the question that comes to my mind is does somebody then come out and be like f you i'm the guy or is it like they walk out of there and everybody's like these guys are some assholes right like i, I don't know what'll happen there so we do have a challenger for MJF at Winter is Coming, which we'll talk about in a little bit because That's the true. Correct. finals winner uh, uh, was announced through winning a match. And that may um, happen. But, there may be a little interaction with that. Um, but yes, I would that assume later. that. Honestly, I would assume the winner, who will yeah, again, we'll that's get an to easy, in a second. 
easy couple easy. weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And then gets into this fun stuff. So after this segment, we keep it backstage. Uh, we still don't have any action, which is, again, somewhat interesting for AEW because they say wrestle, 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 right? They usually come right out the gate like fireworks, ring, ring the bell. Yeah, exactly. So Renee Young is backstage, or excuse me, Renee Paquette is backstage. Uh, she's talking to Keith Lee, and she's like, hey, at full gear, uh, you got smacked by your tag team partner, Swerve Strickland, and did nothing except for you bailed on him. So any comment? And before he makes a comment, Swerve Strickland walks in. And this was really cool because he, he looks at Keith Lee. Keith Lee says, be careful with your words. You're making a decision one way or right. the other. And Keith Lee gives him that look. And Swerve looks to the camera, hmm. covers it up and says, let's talk. That's interesting. So much of wrestling by kind of being conditioned from WWE is that the wrestlers almost operate in this, like the camera is not actually there sometimes. Right. So I liked how. Yeah. You're the fly on the wall and omnip, yeah. you know, uh, what's I'm looking for here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no, yeah. no, it's all right. Like you're seeing everything. And, but here, yes, the acknowledging of the camera, the covering it and saying like, let's talk. And he's like, Oh, without this. All right. I got you. Like, so let's, you know, yeah. So let's talk about that at full gear. It was the champions. The acclaim taking on challengers, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland swerve in our glory. And Swerve Strickland essentially was like, let's turn to the dark side. Keith Lee, let's fucking take these guys out. Keith Lee's like, that's not my bag. I ain't doing that. Swerve Strickland smacks him in the face. Keith Lee, as I mentioned, walks out of the ring. I thought, honestly, that was the coolest moment he could do. Because it's almost like when your parents aren't angry, they're just disappointed in you, mm -hmm. and it makes you feel worse. That's what it felt like. Because he did Well, it was that. It was like, you don't think I knew this was coming at some point? <laughs> like, you mm -hmm. had to do it now. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, yeah. it was just, you know what? I, I'm apathetic to what you're doing. A thing I liked about two tonight's dynamite was how this interview started, right? Renee's back there and she's like, Hey, you know what I mean? Got to tap his shoulder and his back's turned. Like it, again, it, this wasn't like, all right, we've got Keith Lee set up in the, in the interview booth, right? It was again, felt a little more realistic. It felt like she's a journalist wandering around trying to get the scoop. And she does that better than anyone. You know, mm -hmm. we always talk about again, kind of sidebar real quick here. We always talk about mean Gene Okerlund who is one of the best. And honestly, he's amazing. Look at that. I got his action figure right here. You know, oh, he's awesome. I got his action figure, but his style is different than Renee Young's or excuse me, Renee Paquette's because in WWE, she was that investigative. I'm walking you down. I'm trying to find your locker room, that kind of stuff. And she did that really well. So I like that. She's taking that aspect of her character from WWE and applying it to AW because again, we, we really don't see that too often uh, unless it's Alex Marvez who sees a backstage beatdown and then catches the tail yeah, end. Usually of it, Marvez, you know I mean? if we see that. Yeah. Yeah. And who, who, who? Man, look, I don't want anyone to lose their job. But if we find him to do something else, I wouldn't be mad at it. So now yeah, let's get into. I don't want him to be fired. I just don't want him to do this. Yeah. Just, right. Hey, maybe help out with uh, your camera production if you have those skills. Uh, but who knows? Uh, so let's get into the ring now. So we have for the all Atlantic championship champion, orange Cassidy taking on challenger, Jake Hager. Here's a champion. 
Orange Cassidy. Any action figure I have, I've decided I'm just going to show you on the YouTube stream. Yeah. Well, no, added like bonus it. right yeah. there. Right. Uh, That's the benefits fun. you get of watching the live stream. Exactly. So uh, this was fun. I thought this was very, we're having fun in AEW, and this is what it looks like. What oh, did this you was think? play the hits. Yeah, this was yeah. play the hits. I, one of the highlights for me, honestly, was a sign in the crowd that said, I heart Orange Cassidy, I guess, <laughs> which just fits it perfectly, right? If he doesn't make that a shirt, I, he's not paying attention. But again, like you said, playing the hits, Orange Cassidy, again, is this All-Atlantic champion. It's going over well. But again, I, this is the thing I fear with Orange Cassidy every time is you, you can get these spots, but man, you can't make it too long of a run out of it, right? Now, the benefit of AEW is they don't have a whole lot of TV time, and we don't always see, like, the All-Atlantic champion every Dynamite. So this mm. could work for a while. The part that I wish, and maybe it happens, we haven't seen it yet, though, is where Pac, when he was your first All-Atlantic champion, he was defending the championship at other promotions. We saw him internationally at different promotions saying, you want a shot at this title? Your local hero, come up and step up. I was hoping that was what we would get with Orange Cassidy because in the AEW portfolio, you say who are the stars? Orange Cassidy is going to be in that conversation. May not be the number one, but he's definitely in that conversation. So if you can say, let's get brand recognition, let's broaden out to maybe promotions who are loyal to that WWE and expose them to Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy takes on the evil heel for the championship. Well, then there we go. We just did an advertisement for AEW. Orange Cassidy got some work in. He got paid. The championship is still being defended. You can put it on dark. And so I thought maybe that's the route we were going to go. However, the one thing that I think is interesting with this is if you've noticed, he's the one that's challenged everyone. I don't think yet anyone's yeah. actually challenged him. He walks up to everyone. Like, you want this? You want this? Yeah. You want this? I like <laughs> this idea. Yeah. He, he should almost – the thing is you run the risk of demeaning the title a little bit if if you run this gimmick idea where he's going to go up and be like, yeah, I know you want to shut this title. And they'll be like, I mean, I, I yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> right? Like that they, they never brought it up, but here this guy's just kind of being mm -hmm. like, like, eh, I'm too cool for you. And they'll be like, well, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? Like right. you could almost make him – I don't want to say heel, but like – Almost kind of that, like, why the fuck are you here? Right? Like a little yeah. annoying, if you will. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. With that kind of a gimmick. But again, that's not who Orange Cassidy is at this moment. So I don't think you would run with it now. But but that is interesting. Sure. I think you're right. I don't think anybody said, like, I want to face you. I mean, it could be wrong. I'm sure people but, will let us know when we're wrong. They love to do that. So. Yeah. But yes, yeah. So Orange Cassidy wins the match. And the real note here is the post-match. So Orange Cassidy and the best friends are about to do their hug and yay, everyone loves hugs. And our best friend, Cutie Marshall, walks out with his gang of misfits Cutie. and is like, hey, you dork. And one thing that I was that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if this was planned because of how shitty their production is, but as Cutie's talking, his microphone goes out again. I don't know if that was planned or if it was just he got a shitty mic. Wouldn't be shocked either way. Um, but he goes up there and he's like, hey, let's uh, surround the ring. We're going to beat you guys up, right? Lights go out. Lights come back on. Red, spooky figure is standing at the top of the ramp. 
in my opinion, I tweeted this out. I thought that was going to be Evil Danhausen. I thought so we were getting I. part two of Evil yeah. Danhausen. Evil Danhausen. Very Slap nice, my, very evil. Yeah. Slap my kneecaps and call me Calvin. I was wrong. This was the return of the House of Black. What'd you think of this? They're in the ring. They take out everyone. Cutie, best friends, Orange Cassidy. Fuck all you bitches. What did you um, think? I, I kind of like this look that they had where they really were all blacked out. I mean, they didn't have, and, and they weren't over the top with the face paint or anything here, right? This was just guys showing up ready to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a moment in time, for a brief moment, I'm like, we seeing some sort of alliance between the factory? Yeah. And, and I was like, <laughs> I, I hope like, not. And then I, I thought, nah, they're going to kick their ass, right? And sure enough, then we get the House of Black turn around and lay in the wood to to the uh, the factory. Cutie Marshall, who, man, Cutie Marshall. It's the I, holidays. You know, we didn't want to bother him this week. He, poor guy. Know, uh, yeah, it's okay. Great guy. But. Um, Love him. But got, got. Got, got by the House of Black. And so now we're back. And this appears to be in full strength. So. And what I liked is at the very end, Malachi Black gets on the microphone and says, uh, all the members of the House of Black, please rise. And you see people standing up and the lights go out and that's fucking it. If that's your new thing where you kick ass and you tell everyone to rise. Oh, that's going to get lights just cut out. (laughs) Like that's great. Everyone's going to fucking love that. Yeah. So, as mentioned, uh, after the commercial break, the World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. That's a fun little phrase there. Uh, we get our final uh, winner. We get the tournament winner here. It was a match between Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. Again, similar to Orange Cassidy, Jake Hager. Obviously, this one has a little bit more stakes to it as far as like seriousness. Where Orange Cassidy kind of goofs around. Um this was your AEW match, right? Hey, yeah. you want to see a good AEW mid-card match? Ethan Page, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks playing up the injury. He's got some bruised up ribs, all of that stuff. Uh, but we get Ricky Starks as your winner, who will then now at Winter is Coming taking on MJF. So, Tim, what did you think of the match, and what do you think about the fallout? Good. I, I think this is, now that we know and what we expected, the the thing everybody saw coming with William Regal helping MJF and and MJF going full heel, we're guessing from this, that the first guy up is going to be a face. And it's going to be a face we all actually really like and want to be behind. It's going to help cement that hatred we're supposed to have for MJF. So it doesn't surprise me that he's going over Ethan Page here. What What is surprising me a little bit with Ricky Starks is he is absolute Ricky Starks, and he's still got the thing, and he's still wearing the, the loafers and stuff sometimes, but... He's adding sprinklings in more of like a, we'll fucking go in the streets right now, right? Like I'm, I'm whooping anybody's ass anywhere right now, and I don't give a fuck, right? Like we're gonna, mm-hmm. we are gonna go at it. So, I, I don't know if that, if his character, at least when you look at him, screams that. So I feel like they're gonna have to put in a lot of work if that's what they're trying to cement with that, or if that's just the run we've gotten. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt, I guess, to have that about him. It just, I don't know that that really. You don't think of the pretty boy. You know what I mean? Suave guy. But when you're a face, I guess you got to kind of be ready to go at any time, I suppose, huh? Yeah. And so one thing I wanted to bring up is I mentioned this at the end of Full Gear. As we talked about, uh, it was a match between MJF, John Moxley. MJF is your new AEW champion. And I said, as soon as the show was over, 
Hey, on a side note, how about the next pay-per-view? We get a non-white dude mm. challenge for the championship. And I'm being honest here, a little exhausted of seeing uh, only white guys in the main event scene for AEW. Want to shout out real quick, uh, and I might butcher your name, and I very much apologize about that, but Mansa Franch? Franchi Ice 06. Yep. Oh, of course, I always do. At Franch Ice 06. He said, quoted that tweet and said, welcome to the club. Hashtag tweet the table. So wanted to bring that up and this matchup for this reason. Ricky Starks, non-white guy, right? What do you think about that? Maybe they're listening. Because again, if you look at the lineage of the title, it's just white dudes. And I love them all, right? None of them suck, but it's just your standard white guy. Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Hangman Page. Oh, yeah. They've all been like, not even like white. I mean, they're white, but like nobody's mistaken them for anything but like a white cultured white guy either, right? Like there's (laughs) been no people of color of, of any speak to really kind of get a major sniff at this title, I think. So yeah, um I Ricky Starks is not coming down with this thing, but being in the in the spot, I think, is more than we've gotten in that regard for sure. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for is yes, I think if we're all placing a wager that would affect our life, we're gonna put the money on MJF and not Ricky Starks. But if we could yeah. say, hey Ricky, you lost, but then say like, but we're not you're not going down the card. Like we'll keep, we're propping you up. Now you're going to go up against, you know, uh, Brian Danielson. Like we're going to still keep you in that upper echelon. That's where I think we need to capitalize on these opportunities. Cause where I would get a little bit disheartening, disheartened is he loses. And then on rampage, he's teaming up with the dark order to take on cutie Marshall in the factory. Like that's not what we need to do. We need to keep them up there, you know? So very interested to see how that goes. Another aspect that I'm interested with this feud is, you know, William Regal and MJF are all time greats on the microphone. I can't tell you a Ricky Starks promo that really comes to mind. So if we're doing promo battles, Man, yeah, we got to fish out of water. Most remember from Ricky Starks is the one where he gets walloped from Powerhouse Hobbs in the middle of it uh, and kind of cut it short. Um, yeah, he's not bad in that regard, but can he do the back and forth? And you right. know what I mean, and get the crowd. Can you think on his feet? Oz and the and the. Oh yeah, well you're you know your wife says your ball smell. How about that? That kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but better. perfect timing. Perfect timing of bringing up uh, Powerhouse Hobbs because after Ricky Sarks wins the match, uh, we see a backstage vignette of Wardlow talking, and he says, what the fuck happened? I was doing the Powerbomb Symphony to Powerhouse Hobbs, and then I look up and saw Joe's bitch ass is the champ. Fuck that fat guy. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said, right? Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that was yeah. his sentiment. So... Mm-hmm. At full gear, we saw the triple threat for the TNT championship of champion of the time, champion at the time, Wardlow taking on Samoa Joe, taking on Paris Hobbs. Now, Samoa Joe is already your TV champion of Ring of Honor. So now yeah. that he's won the TNT championship, he is a double champ, which I wouldn't call him double champ. It's just a champion in two different promotions. Two We're keeping it all yeah. real. Just a champion in two promotions. So... Tim, this is this was honestly the most interesting decision from Full Gear for me because a lot to unpack here. One, you got 
two championships on one person. Now it's Samoa Joe. We all love Samoa Joe, so he can do it. It's not to say he can't, but yeah, you have a paper. Yeah, but we have a pay per view on December tenth. It's a Ring of Honor pay per view. Wardlow Who's wants his revenge. Who's That's what I'm saying. No yeah. one. It's not been said. So Wardlow wants his revenge. Paris Hobbs kind of feels like, hey, you hit me with a belt in the back, or you know, you hit Wardlow, and I was fucking. Who are you? What the fuck? <laughs> That's bullshit. So, what do you do? What would you do in this situation? December tenth is your pay per view. Samoa Joe's on the poster, so I imagine he's gonna be on the card. Yeah. What I mean, I don't know. Yeah, as far as that ROH title, I because the thing here is I don't think I don't know that Wardlow's like winning it back. I I don't I think the yeah, Wardlow experiment as the champion at least stalled for now. We got to come up with something else, right? Um, get Wardlow into something else. So I I would almost I mean it's it's a hell of a matchup for Ricky Starks to try to go after. Like you said, we want to keep him prominent. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going after Samoa Joe coming away with this TNT title after you know. X amount of time. I mean, uh, that's rolling down the road a little bit. Because then after that, then you can have his old nemesis come around sniffing around for it. Powerhouse Hobbs be like, look, I was trying to get that fucking TNT title. Now your bitch ass has it. And I know I can beat your bitch ass up. I've done it several times, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's a million ways you can go there. But yeah, I don't know how you, this ROH thing, I know we keep hitting on it and it sounds like a broken record, but we're kind of like, we're, so, it is all gray so areas. It's not that there's yeah. too much gray areas. Everything's a gray area here between the two companies. And I don't know. It's too much incest, right? Yeah. No, yeah. we had an episode called that. Now, yeah. my hope, fingers crossed. And again, I don't read any of the stuff. Uh, it shows up on my timeline from time to time because people I do follow like it. And so then Twitter's like, hey, you should probably read this. So I do see some things, but I don't seek it. Join us right? on Hive. That's Spanish now. Join us <laughs> on Hive. Exactly. Um. <laughs> But what I was going to say is my hope is at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Tony Khan kicks off the pay-per-view and is like, hey, this is our pay-per-view Ring of Honor. By the way, new TV deal, January whatever on TBS. He's got to kick it off and not end the show because if he ends the show, he'll be way too gone to to well, be able to hear I what don't... he's saying. And I'm a Tony <laughs> Khan apologist. I, I don't know the guy, whatever. I just right. think he's a weirdo. I think he talks on the well, microphone. Is. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like, he'll, him making the announcement when he's too hyped is going to yes, be that. when he's too hyped. Do it at the beginning, yeah. right? Like, when he's, well, when he he's might got be too, too much hyped on his then. mind. Do I? He, he, I think he might be too hyped at the yeah, beginning, no. right? When True. everyone's excited. Yeah. I think Tony Khan, quick sidebar, I think Tony Khan cuts a promo like a dog learning to bark. Like, there's no cadence there's no volume level it's all just guess and check and so that's how i've always thought how he cuts a promo because he it's a puppy learning how to bark (laughs) it really is (laughs) 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 that's how we do it oh (laughs) yeah you're right yeah you're right i like it so what I would do, and I brought this up on another podcast first, One Fall with Ron Funches. Uh, give it a listen after you listen to this. Twice. And Ron was kind of uh, lukewarm on it. So I'll throw this idea to you. This is what I would do. I'd run this back. Big meaty men slapping meat. We really don't have enough time to tell another story. So the story is, fuck you, now we're going after Samoa Joe's belt. The two of us against you for your belt now. Let's do it. Then this is what I would do. 
I would have Powerhouse Hobbs beat Samoa Joe for the ROH TV champion. This is again predicated on ROH then as a TV deal so that Powerhouse Hobbs can go over to the Ring of Honor channel and or Ring of Honor man. show and be like, fuck yeah. And then Samoa Joe can bring you the ratings to Dynamite because he's Samoa fucking Joe, right? That's yeah. what I would do. In that, I would then say Wardlow, again, not a part of the finish, says, fuck all this mid-card stuff. I'm tired of these fucking guys. I don't want to see them anymore. Hey, MJF, you're a bitch. And then he goes after MJF and says, like, remember the last time we fought and I powerbombed you 10 times and I won? Let's do that again. And MJF's like, what the fuck, right? And then we do that. That's what I would do. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't hate that, I guess. Um, I just also... I'm kind of done with the Wardlow and the Powerbomb Symphony. So I think for me, I I would want to get that over with quick, if that makes sense. So that's why, and that's why I think him being MJF's first challenger is great because then we kind of put a, you know, close the loop, as you say in the professional world, on this whole Wardlow MJF thing. Because if we're being honest, as much as MJF cut that promo where he's like, every time I've had a moment, it's been overshadowed by a neck tattoo, by Matt Hardy falling, or a press conference. And it's like, hey, pal, Wardlow was supposed to have his moment, and you no-showed a, a fucking meet and greet, and everyone's talking about you being a flight risk. So maybe shut the fuck up and give this guy a proper match. So that's where I think, give him that match. MJF totally wins. But then we're done with yeah. it, right? Then we well, can it even go. kind of it even adds that new wrinkle to the story of like MJF can say, hey, "You won that battle, but here I am winning the war. I didn't and need hold the you. title, exactly." Right. Yeah, so that's where because again, it just feels like it's lingering out there. That I mean, it was such a one-sided match, and AEW typically doesn't do squash matches. I mean, if you recall, MJF left on a stretcher in that match. That's how he left that pay per view was on a stretcher. So. I think it's there, but I think we just need to get rid of it quick so that, and again, we can get into this in a different side, uh, different time, but Eddie Kingston's beaten MJF for the world championship. Just so you know. Um, bold so claim. we can get to that later. That is a bold claim. Oh, it's going to happen. Summer Ugh. pay-per-view. I wouldn't hate it, but I mean, I'm just, that's market market market. Uh, okay. So then after that, uh, we get a video package of a very controversial moment involving an AEW star. It made TMZ for Christ's sake. Uh, Jade Cargill at a Bow Wow concert just says, Hey, stop talking shit about me and my man. I'm going to bitch slap you. Security gets involved. They're throwing drinks at Bow Wow. Bow Wow. And then Renee interviews Jade comment or Jade for a comment. And she's like, I ain't messing with that whack rapper. Fuck him. And what I liked about it is she's like, I ain't giving that bitch any more clout. He's whack. And then he gets, then she gets smart Mark Sterling to come out and say, Jade Cargill's comment is that she has no comment. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So let's go back real quick. Jade finally has her belt at full gear. She took on Nyla Rose. And what I thought was honestly at this time, her best match for mm, yeah. telling the story. Nyla Rose hits her with her own finisher kind of the whole thing. This was really a good presentation of yeah, Jade Cargill. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, she has her title because she obviously won that match at full gear. Bow wow? What are we doing with that? Yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, I don't know if the whole thing the whole time has been a work or if they said, you know, he did that, like, shoot a shot, and they were like, well, hey, let's do something here. You know what I mean? Let's work it out, you know? Yeah, and by the way, I found this out, new information to me. Uh, Jade Cargill is married, but do you know who mm-hmm. she's married to? No, huh? Former Cincinnati Reds second baseman, Brandon Phillips, all-star. Like, uh, he's, yeah. don't fuck with that guy. That. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I don't know what we're going to do with that, but this is more to get, you know what I mean? Exposure, you know, to, to folks that aren't watching the wrestling to try to be like, what the fuck's going on? Bow wow's got some fucking like a goddamn action figure beating his ass. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So my thought, and again, this is just me reading between the lines, trying to be a smart Mark, eh, smart Mark Sterling. But at the end of this segment, well, first off, uh, red velvet's back. Red Velvet was like, hey, let's yeah. celebrate. Red Velvet out there. Missed her. Like seeing her on the TV. She's mm-hmm. nice. But the segment ended with Mark Sterling saying, hey, Kira Hogan, you gone. You sucked at yeah. your job. You ain't doing this. So my thought is Bow Wow comes in. Hey, Kira Hogan. Don't you hate that your best friend dumped you? She kind of sucks. Bow Wow's in the corner of Kira Hogan to take on Jade Cargill. That's the only thought I have. This could be a good way to get the title off of Jade Cargill if Bow Wow cheats and costs her the title over to Kira Hogan, and then we get her moving on to the world title Mm -hmm. scene. Uh, That would be her first That may not be time for that yet, based on what happened with that later on. In but we'll get to that. But. But that that would be her first loss to Kira Hogan. Yeah. I'm not saying Hogan is uh, yeah, a no. bad wrestler but or again, anything, but I don't think we've got this person. Nobody's gonna be big enough to like defeat her in this regard. You know what I mean? Like I don't. One person is. Hmm. Well, it's out of order, but I'll just bring it up now. Uh, at full gear, Britt Baker lost to yeah Soraya. So Ooh. what's Soraya so- doing? The whole well, Soraya, yeah. The the whole thing to me is like I I almost think if you do that route, like a Soraya or even an up and coming who are like, oh, they're gonna defeat the monster. It kind of then degrades what we've built, right? Like I think it's better to do this where she gets fucking cheap, you know, copped out of it by Bow Wow, and then she's like, I don't even care about whatever the fuck Bow Wow and Kira Hogan got over there fucking making out, whatever the hell y'all doing with this stupid title anyway. I, I did everything with that title, and it takes somebody cheating to beat me any fucking way, so I'm going to go for that one, right? Like, I almost think that maintains her status better, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, that's the story. My my question to you is, because we're doing this streak, and every time she wins, we get the graphic. So are we, I guess, the real question here is, do we make the loss monumental, or do we just do, Jade goes, bow wow grab my fucking foot he's a douchebag yeah. i'm out of this situation yeah I mean, or I think you can somewhat make it monumental in that where like i think you make it a big spot that comes out of nowhere and everybody's shocked right like undertaker streak and everybody's like <gasps> and then bow wow and care hogan are laughing and pointing jay cargill's doing a chris jericho freak out right um mm-hmm. but you know i mean i think after that the next night is when you get the fucking like oh, fuck yes him. You know, everybody's yeah like, i think I think it's time Jade Cargill goes after the women's championship, right? Now, 
maybe what you would do, and this could be fun, is let's just go down this rabbit hole. Kira Hogan does win with the help of Bow Wow. Again, I just made this up because you put two and two together, you get six. Uh, what I would do possibly with that is if you recall when Chris Jericho beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night, and for fucking years, even sometimes still today, he brings it up that he did that. That's her thing. Hey, mm. you know, I'm the first person to beat Jade Cargill. Right. Hey, I'm the first person to beat Jade Cargill. You know, yeah, she gets like, fucking bow wow. Fucking yeah. Like, no, no. With a dog bone. What the fuck are you talking right. about? Makes a t-shirt, you know, whatever and all that stuff. Maybe that's the route you go with her because she needs something to get going with that championship. But anyhow, we'll see what happens. Let's get back into the ring. Uh, it was match two of a best of seven. And this was what we're all going to be talking about. This played right into a classic troll job. <laughs> if AEW is anything with their little jabs at WWE, they are this when something happens to them. Because we get Death Triangle as your champions come out. The elite come out first. They come out to the Kansas song. Which is great, and by the way. I well, Kansas is fucking awesome. Yeah, the state kind of sucks, but like that band's great. The, like the it's it's great. Yeah. It's it's great. great. Very very good job. And I even said this to you because of this match. Longtime listeners might be shocked. You you might want to sit down. You might want to strap in, sit down, have something ready. Tim, I think I like the young bucks. Oh. <laughs> I know it fucking feels weird. I know what you're feeling though. I know what you're feeling. This was fun. This was a great troll job. Uh, But I think so many things here, right? So so many little spots that they just got to like twist that needle. And it's an effective troll job. I picture Phil Brooks seeing this and being rightly pissed off <laughs> you know what yes. i mean being very mad and it kind of that's what also endears me more to the young bucks as weird as it sounds so that's yeah. the thing is for the longest time and i still will stand by it that they're not the best tag team in the world Dude, for right. a lot of different reasons right so the sentiment that i've always that's fought against i mean there's a couple teams right usos ftr uh new day i mean you can name a few yeah, yeah. i mean you could um, name it but it's the usos or FTR. Um, <laughs> so my 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 backlash was more against the fans, and then they kind of played into the word the best. And it's like you can't just say you're the best and be the best. Like that's not how this works. Like you can't just give yourself a nickname. It has to be given to you, right? So anyhow, right. but what yeah, I, we're pro wrestling's best podcast. Yeah, duh. But no, we are. You know, other people said that, not us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, other people. But what I what I respected the most out of this whole situation. Breaking the fourth wall real quick, reading the the reports is that when CM Punk at the all out press conference bangs his fist on the table and is like, if you got something to say, let's fucking go. And for them to be like, you're talking about us. So then we're going to fucking go and immediately confront him. Respect. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's how I handle problems. Again, whether it's right or wrong. Who knows? But I respect that when you go, all right, I got something to say right now. So well, yeah, go they say weren't it. afraid of the fame. They weren't afraid of his pull. They weren't afraid of, you know what I mean? Nothing. His name, none of that. They, right. Yeah. They were very confident in who they were, which is again, an admirable trait. Certainly weren't intimidated by his mixed martial arts skills. Well, 
Jesus Christ, who is? But uh, have you ever? Oh God, have you ever seen this fucking striking footage at Duke Rufus? No. No, I swear true. to God, oh, yeah, I, I think you showed me that when you were like, I could get my you, dog. When you were telling me he was going to lose his first fight before everybody else was, and you were like, look at this shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, really, this is going to get worse. But again, that's look. If you ask me to be the opening day pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, I'm going to fucking say yes, and I'm probably going to go up. 30 home runs regardless back to this so i respected him for going by the first (laughs) half of the end uh but what i respected is that they said hey we're gonna confront you face to face you said it so we're gonna take you up on that offer now throughout this they stayed quiet which is probably fucking hard for them because they're trolls right they probably really wanted to do a lot but going to tonight they leaned into it it wasn't as if they ignored it or you know when they're saying fuck the elite they're saying come on fucking bring it like you're chicago bring these fucking chants that's the thing is they said fucking bring it and then if you're not gonna bring it chicago we're gonna bring it to you there's a spot here where kenny omega bites Pac's arm yeah kenny omega does the gts tupac i believe it was matt jackson who i've brought up in therapy and i've had such a problem with them respect when he makes fun of the punk buckshot lariat yeah that's that's the all time because that really has to hit him where it hurts because it's one thing where we've always seen i steal your finisher (laughs) yeah we've seen that's a trope that's happened for as long as wrestling's been on tv right but for you to be like, hey, I'm going to pay homage to you by showing the worst fucking moment you've had in AEW yeah. and mess up chef's kiss yeah. with the troll job. Imitation it is the sincerest form of flattery, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I talked to Kata, longtime listener Kata, mm-hmm. on Twitter before we started. And one thing he pointed out is Kenny Omega in, a, in an interview said, hey we're not picking sides here. We just want to move on. Like everyone move on. And while I think Kenny Omega, and I don't know his real name, whatever his real name is, I think he gave the interview in that, in that spirit or in that shoot form, right? Hey, like kind of tonight's the last night. Can we move on past this? Right. Mm -hmm. I think it was the characters. If you've looked at the lineage and history of the Kenny Omega young bucks characters they couldn't do anything but this you know oh, what i mean course. like yeah of they course, can't of course of course stand on the um, on the apron and yeah, have their hand out you know this so is, this is so on brand and true to form to who they were uh theo in the youtube chat theop 75 says does matt still have you blocked on twitter t mac yep matt and nick and kevin and, uh, owens and jbl <laughs> and jbl <laughs> Fucking maybe me after this show. So yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, Theo also has some WWE questions, which we will get to later when we do our Survivor Series picks later in the show. Uh, but yep. yeah, this, so hang hang was... on. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Theo, hang on. We will be getting to that, but we're gonna continue with this uh, AW Rampage slash Full Gear recap. So dynamite. with this, Matt, or done Dynamite, dynamite Rampage, is, Dynamite is Full Gear yep. tomorrow, Friday. Friday at three o'clock in the Friday one true time o'clock. zone. That's right. That was the weird time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the one true time zone, three o'clock. Uh, so make sure you're. Oh, that's the are... uh, central time zone where Kansas what? City is. 
where Patrick Mahomes plays professional football. And Travis Anybody Kelsey, saw, the greatest of all time. Anybody saw that uh, Sunday night? Hey, Los game? Angeles, by the way, sidebar. <laughs> Los Angeles, how does it fucking feel that every time the Kansas City Chiefs go to play in your stadium, Travis Kelsey ends the fucking game? <laughs> God, that's got to suck for you. That's got to suck. Yeah. It's got to suck for yeah. you so bad. Yeah. And you're a shit town. It's Arrowhead West. We had more fans than you did. We traveled from Kansas City to Los Angeles and outnumbered you you casual fair weather fucks you guys don't deserve a franchise you barely deserve to be a fucking city the way you treat your sports towns fuck off los angeles i like all your fucking government kind of decisions like good on all that (laughs) stuff but fuck you as a sports town you guys suck dick anyhow back to this Uh, (laughs) i had to wait i had to find a way to work in my homes of course um so at full gear because i mentioned this was the best of seven at full gear death triangle wins because hawk influences mm-hmm. phoenix to say use the ring belt tonight the finish is matt jackson says <laughs> you have a ring bell so do i motherfuckers and then pinta who is a hero and a god amongst men said i got my own fucking hammer and i hit you in the head with it another quick sidebar the nfl was in mexico city on monday night it was the san francisco 49ers taking on the arizona cardinals huge pro wrestling fan and my second favorite tight end george kittle was presented a mask by pinta pre-game took pictures so credit to george kittle that just shows you the star power that pinta has he needs to be champion yesterday because Penta is a man among boys. Love that guy. So Penta has the fucking hammer and he knocks old Matt Jackson in the head. 2-0, death triangle over the elite in a best of seven. How does this go, Tim? Interesting with the 2-0. Do you think we get the cliche of the, like, they're going to go 3-0 before does the elite have to rally the troops to come around and get, you know, back into this? And do we get to seven? That's the thing that's interesting. Because if you look at the matches that they announced, the seventh one is in Los Angeles. And you would think now without CM Punk, they're going to say we're throwing all the fucking stars we have on that show because Los Angeles is a big market. So you would think we would get to that match. Now, AW also, especially the elite, like to swerve you when you think they're going right, they go left kind of thing. What if they get swept? That's what I think would be more interesting. You could still have them wrestle on that show. Them losing this best of seven doesn't mean they don't compete on that episode or right. show up. So it's still as they could be there. I think the more interesting story is we always thought that this division was ours. Tony Khan made it for us. And then we lost four in a fucking row to death triangle. Well, and I even like where if the Death Row continue winning this way, where like they don't even like how they won amongst each other each time, right? So mm-hmm. even after they're done, they've still got this like, would you stop fucking hitting people with hammers? Fuck yeah, because this is a hammer, man. <laughs> like, yeah, because uh, Ray Phoenix confronts Pac, or excuse me, confronts Pinta a little bit with like, hey, what'd you do? And Pinta, again, body language, uh, says like, you did it on Saturday. Fuck are you mad at me for, bitch? Yeah. 
little brother fuck yourself um so yeah i it's curious i think if i'm betting on this again like if i had to put money on it we're going to seven i think maybe we do a 3-0 and then they get three and then it's the momentum thing what happens on the seventh i think that's where it's gonna go but again the more interesting story to me clean sweep then they do the hangman to themselves like where the fuck do we have maybe hangman comes in it's like hey i've been here this is how you get oh through it. oh so okay so they get swept right swept they're then at the bar but they're drinking their milk or whatever they right? but they're like in their sorrows and they're like man i can't fucking uh, uh, uh. and then somebody's like know the feeling they like look over at the end of the bar and there's hangman <laughs> right oh in a silhouette like, <laughs> it's gotta be a silhouette with like his yeah. cowboy hat on and yeah. then like a shot glass. Right, he's yeah. got a shot glass or something, and everybody's like, and then we just cut, right? And then then we get the the move that on to the next week. Yeah, that would be Yeah, great. exactly. That would be fun. So Death Triangle, as I mentioned, goes up 2-0. After the match, we go back to the entrance ramp, and Renee Young, god dang, I keep calling Renee Young. I apologize. Renee Paquette. Rolls up the uh, tongue easier than Paquette. It does. It really does. Uh, But Renee has some news for us. She has an announcement. So thought this was weird and I want your thoughts on it as well. She says that due to the extent of Thunder Rosa's injury, AEW management and Thunder Rosa have decided that Thunder Rosa will be giving up her, her championship. So now the unified true one women's champion is Jamie Hayter. So before we get into what Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker and all that stuff, what do you think about the announcement on Dynamite? Jamie wins the tie. What do you think about Tony Storm being the interim the entire time? And now all of a sudden it's not like, what do you think? So I, I, uh, yeah, I think when Thunder Rosa got injured, it was fresh off of her win. Not too long prior to that. Everybody was all, we love Thunder Rosa. This is her shining moment. And then she got injured. So I think they were like, oh, well, we just did the interim thing. Let's see how long you're going to be injured. You'll be interim champion. And then I think it it came back worse than we thought, and it may be longer. Mm-hmm. And you can't run an interim champion when we're talking more than half a year, I feel like, right? Like, I mean, this is in pro wrestling. Like, and maybe in yeah. MMA you can get away with some of that because you're only fighting three, four times a year maybe or something. But, like, it's a long time, right, if you got well, we several do months have- going here. Yeah, you do have precedent in the UFC specifically that shows, for example, uh, there was a bantamweight champion, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz is considered, honestly, one or two greatest bantamweights of all time. He becomes your champion immediately after the fight, rips his ACL. Well, they make an interim champion, right? So they have an interim champion. He fights to win the belt. And then Dominic Cruz is like, all right, guys, I'm ready to fucking come back. All right, well, then you're going to fight the interim champion to unify the belts. Cool, great. Oh, hey, by the way, I ripped my other ACL. And so then the UFC says, okay, then you're stripped because it's been more than a year. Again, that's a longer timeline, but it's been more than a year. So now you're stripped. We're going to make the unification of interim champ versus number one contender. They then, that guy then becomes champion. And then when Dominic Cruz was healthy three years later, which is pretty incredible, then he comes back yeah then he gets the title shot upon his return so that's what i think you should do here i think that's it too yeah like you you'll get a title shot right which is kind of why i said why i didn't like the interim title anyway because usually like you get a title shot when you come back but you know it's fine i think i think it works well when we like 
when we supposedly had the 30-day rule in WWE, right, it was 30 days, you can't defend it. Well, that kind of setting makes sense for an interim champion. All right, well, you're not going to be able to defend it in 30 days, but Doc says you're out for two months. Well, let's not be so hasty, right? Like, let's have an interim championship. Like you said, then we can get champion versus champion, all this kind of jazz like that. But, yeah, I I don't mind them getting rid of it at this point when you have more information that says, hey, Thunder Rose ain't going to be around for a while. And you're going to have to rebuild her whole run anyway. So it's going to be weird, right, coming in with an interim champion. So Um, I think – yeah, I think what the interesting idea. Well, did you have more? I'm sorry, I cut you off no, a little bit. No, no, we can. Okay, nope. so the interesting idea, and I, I think I retweeted this from our Twitter account at Table Show. One person brought up, "Hey, if you knew you were going to do this, why not announce it on the pay per view that this is say for the, Tony Storm yeah. is your champion? Now this is for the women's." or not heavyweight but the women's world championship and then when jamie Hayter wins you don't have to say all this interim stuff like that makes it more meaningful kind of very similar to like when at wrestlemania uh charlotte flair went in as the divas champion and then lita was like here's the women's belt charlotte is still your champion but now we're fighting for something new and it makes it more meaningful so now we have your AEW Women's World Champion. Do mm-hmm. they even say that, or is it just AEW World Champion? I think it's AEW it's a Women's a- Division. Yeah, I don't know. I hate um, it. Yeah, because we never say uh, AEW Men's Heavyweight Champion. Right. right? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Katie, First Lady, had a question earlier in the show. She says, "Does Jamie Hader give you Becky Lynch vibes?" And I'm assuming she means the man Becky Lynch. And I think some of that yeah. swagger. Yeah, I think gives you some of that. Yeah, European. Right. Also mm-hmm. not American, you know, right. so a little of that as well. Yeah. I think that's a very fair yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah. But do you think this goes well? I was a little surprised by the uh, cooperation and how happy Britt Baker was with the whole scenario in the story. Well, was that a rude? On Saturday, well, on Saturday, <laughs> she was super excited, right? She's wearing Jamie Hader's shirt. She's given a, it's like it's uh, James curb, time. Yeah, curb stomp to Tony Storm to help her win. All the stuff, right? Fast forward to uh, Wednesday night. Now it is no longer the interim championship. It is the true championship. And Renee goes to Jamie Hayter and is like, so how do you feel? And who's the first person to fucking talk? Britt Baker. And then they will then go into this tag team match. It's a three-way tag team match. Spoiler alert. We'll get to it in just a quick second, but they win that match. And as the ref goes to hand the belt to Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker grabs it and says, I will hand it to her. So I think we're already planting the seeds of Britt made you Jamie. So it's time for you to give the belt over to Britt. You think that's where we're going? Uh, Maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. I I know everybody got behind Hater. And, I mean, I did too. I was like, hey, I like I like Jamie Hater. But I, I, sometimes you pull that trigger too soon, and I'm a little worried we did that here. But I don't I, – the window called for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if the window would have stayed open. So, you got to run with it. I'd like to see if she can step up. I'm just a little worried about her ability to connect and tell me a meaningful story, if that makes sense. I haven't seen yeah. a whole lot of that from Jamie Hater that hasn't been driven by – Britt Baker. Britt Baker. 
Yeah, I agree. So um, we do get some interesting competitors in this tag match. So it's Willow Nightingale and Sky mm-hmm. Blue taking on Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker taking on Ty Mello and Anna JS, right? So we got Ty Mello's fought for the championship. Uh, I think Anna J's fought for the championship once. Yep. Got some good contenders in Willow and Sky, you know, and obviously you got Britt Baker and then the champion Jamie Hayter. So I think we got a good, like, well, someone out of here is going to fucking face Jamie Hayter. Now, again, if you give me the pen or pencil, here it is. As we talked about earlier, this is what I would do. As we talked about earlier, it's time for Jade Cargill to fucking go to the moon. She is the star. I agree. Britt Baker is the foundation. She is the women's division. She goes wherever she goes. That's where the women's division goes. But the star, the put them all in a line. Who you think's the baddest bitch there? It's Jade Cargill. Yeah. This is what I would do. I would say Jamie Hayter has to defend this in a multi-woman match. Very similar to how all out when Jamie Hayter was about to win the championship and mm-hmm. Britt Baker pulled her leg and what the fuck roles reversed. Jimmy Hader isn't losing this fucking championship and just letting Britt Baker get a pin. So what I would do is I would put in returning Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, Jade Cargill. And I would have it spun out of Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. And then your fucking new champion is the baddest bitch in the room, Jade Cargill. That's how I would do it but we'll see. I don't hate that idea either. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause if we run right into the Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter thing, well, that's what's going to got to happen then. Because again, I don't think like we should just, well, Britt Baker beats Jamie Hayter for the title. That would mm. seem weird. Right. So Jamie Hayter has got to come out victorious in that. And then what, right. Then I were worry. We got a Wardlow situation on our hands. again. Or very similar. If you recall way back in the day, it feels like maybe it's a Randy Orton triple H scenario where when Randy Orton beat Chris Benoit for his first championship, Hey, I'm the new person. Triple H says, go fuck yourself. It's my belt and takes it off of him in a month. Could do that. I don't know. But again, the wild card in this whole thing, and we don't know how often she's going to wrestle, but the 2.4 million followers on Twitter and all other social media platforms, Soraya, what do we do with her? And what do you think of that match? So Diamond I, didn't really reference the match much. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Or did they at I all it, on Dynamite even reference that Soraya came back and wrestled so. on full gear? Like, did they even say it? Anyway, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't catch it. it. Yeah, I didn't catch it. But but at full gear, Soraya does beat Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I will say this: I think breaking kayfabe, it was one hundred percent. Hey. It'd be cool if we brought up the neck, but also we're not going to fucking touch the neck, right? It was a lot of glove, Mm -hmm. you know, white glove holding of Soraya's neck to make sure nothing fucking happened, which is the smart thing to do, right? No one wants to see a death or someone being paralyzed because of pro fucking wrestling. Where it lost me, again, on a standalone match, you just put it in front of me, I like it. But for all the things that were said and all the things about who's going to run this division, there wasn't an intensity level that matched the hype. There wasn't this 
motherfucker. Yeah, it was, was kind of slow you know, and just kind of like, yeah. There well, was no just that. grabbing hair and punching, you know, like hockey well, and we, fights yeah, and stuff like that. What I don't like about it, too, is like you said, they were like, this is my house. Oh, you think it's my house, bitch? I've been here. You ain't nothing, right? Well, so they fought, but like, now we don't have some declaration from Soraya that like everyone's on notice, like, and this is my house now or anything like that. I mean, I understand we haven't even given it a full week. Right. But it just. It didn't feel like that, like this is a battle over supremacy over the brand. It felt like a welcome back, let's have a wrestling match, which is fine if that's what you told me, but that's not what you told me, and that's where it kind of lost me. Yeah, it, it, it felt more like a wrestling match than a fight. Now, obviously, we know we're watching pro wrestling, but you understand it felt more like... Right, but it was billed as a fight. Yeah, it felt more like Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, where it's a wrestling match, than stone cold steve austin versus the rock where it's fist and kicks and all that there was no real mashing of of hate you know right so that's where i think the match lost me and it was to be honest with you it was a tad long yeah as much as i don't like saying give the women three minutes because i think that's sexist and stupid no, and dumb but anybody can run it too long men can run yeah, too was, long can, yeah in this a little bit long. of a young bucks match right mm-hmm. a little long um so yeah and as you mentioned, I didn't feel like maybe we lost it, but in my notes, I didn't hear Soraya's name. Yeah. Maybe she shows up next week and is like, hey, remember me? Fuck you. But again, that neck didn't seem like everyone thought it was 100%. Doctors might have said it. They didn't wrestle like she was. So right. I'm curious to know. Yeah, it was a lot of like, she was doing a lot of stuff in and straight up, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. kind of like. Hey, we're not yep. touching the, you know, like arms out, standing up, right? Yeah. It was or, a little, or the bump was a traditional, she gets the right, opportunity exactly, to yeah. throw her hands Soft back. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. again, right, you said, like, I don't want you to die, but I, I, yeah, I think there's so much value in having Soraya there. I just don't know if it's as an in-ring competitor for me. Like, I think, there's yeah, all sorts I think, of roles we could have her on TV mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah, potentially putting her in a sting capacity where Mm -hmm. she teams with someone. Let's do tag matches where we fucking jump over all the fucking people and skydive and shit. Yeah, Sting, Darby, and Soraya. Oh, yeah. Sting and his kids. And it's think of all the extra stories we could milk out of Sting and Darby, right? And then and Soraya. Yes. Right. That's a got, like, great we've got, idea. We just sprinkle in a girl into some other opponents. And then we've got mixed gender tags. And like, it's. Speaking of old people next up. Uh, well, actually, before we get to the acclaimed Renee is backstage and she interviews top flight and FTR. And Renee says, Hey, top flight has something to say. And Dax was like, yeah, yeah I'm sorry to cut you off, but we like you guys. You're so cool. We want you guys to take over when we're out of here. And Tom Flight's old. Which is nice, but it's also condescending, right? It's like, yeah, it's not your time yet. It's patting them on the head, right? You guys are really good, you know? You guys are going to be great someday. Not today. Right. And so Top Flight, I think, kind of picked up on that because they're like, fuck that. Uh, Fuck you. We want your belts. How about that? Huh? (laughs) And FTR was like, well, hey. They're not really a challenge, so fuck. Why yeah, not? Right. Cool. We like to fight. Yeah. Um. I like though that Top Flight on the way out says Top Flight. 
out, right? Yeah. And FTR is like, like, that's our fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah FTR is like, well, okay. Okay, like, kids. That's our fucking you know, thing, I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that match, too. Again, another feud that whenever your December 10th pay-per-view happens, putting top flight ass boys FTR in a triple threat, I think has yeah. good potential. But as you mentioned, because you almost forgot to talk about this segment, what is after this segment is the AW Tag Team Champions the Acclaimed. But here in the segment before it, if I'm watching the first time I've ever seen AW Dynamite, I saw a tag team talking to two double champs and mm-hmm. was like, I want one of these. And then here comes another champion, right? Like, yeah. what is going on here, right? Look, I agree. I get it. People dripped in gold looks cool. Man, when everybody's got one. Yeah. I agree. Now, I do think there is value to your promotion when you can show that your talent has belts in other promotions. I think it works greatly for FTR that they are the AAA and New Japan tag team champions. When they can be an AEW and says, oh, yeah, we also fucking conquered these other real other promotions. That makes you look badass. But in this case, when Tony Khan owns both, yeah, yeah one's not real <laughs> i mean yeah I one's not real yet real, well, but no, it's, it's not, not real yet. to me yeah. yeah it's not yet and so that's when it's like what the fuck is happening here right so i agree with you if you're just watching this saying hey i heard this mjf guy's cool i'll give this a shot and then you see this segment and you're like well, who the fuck is who i don't know right, i, I don't thought they were it. talking so, to the champs who are these champs right exactly so the acclaim as you mentioned they come out and the chicago crowd Probably the loudest pop of the night. Yeah. Go crazy. There's We were there, like we mentioned at all. Chicago out loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaim, of course. But the ones that show it the best is Chicago. They were the ones that started all the chants. We were there. We kind of helped started it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they we'll go take nuts credit. for them. We'll do that. I mean, why not? Yeah. No one fact checks, right? Yeah. Uh, so they come out. They're hitting the, they're playing the hits. Billy Gunn gets to take off the the bandages, yep. and we're getting finally scissor me, daddy ass. And before they truly get to do it, well, hold on. I like if you'll notice the subtle difference. They say scissor me, daddy ass. He said scissor me, daddy ass. Right? Like there's a little bit of difference there. Well, at the end, at the end of the segment, yes, he goes scissor yes. me. Like daddy I'm ass. the daddy. Oh, that yes. was after the interruption. That's right. I forgot. After yes, the interruption. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the rap, and I can't recite it word for word, but in the rap, Max Caster mentions Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And in the, this, I told you before we recorded, this, in my opinion, was an all-time AW Dynamite. That's why I'm so jazzed up. Like, I'm genuinely happy to talk about this. Yeah. This is me happy. Hey, you're not a happy yeah. guy. <laughs> I'm, I fucking hate most of everything. Yeah. It was great. But... If I get put down to Ugh. earth, right? I, I'm flying for the clouds, and here's fucking Jeff Jarrett grabbing my feet back to earth. We get Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. And all this is fun. To their credit, yeah, and, and to their credit, Sanjay Dutt's like, hey, you fuckers, did you just say our names? Because that would make sense. You know, fuck you. Yeah, we didn't pick a beef with you. Yeah, I got a pencil in my ear. Who the fuck are you talking to, bitch? But then, well, and even Jay Lethal dropped the uh, Will Smith, right? He said, "Keep your yeah. friend's name 
out your goddamn mouth or whatever. He's right. Saying. Yeah. But then <sighs> he even walks through the shot was... like a jackass too, right? He does like he even he doesn't even he fucking walks in off camera like he just fucking yeah. He sucks. It, he sucks, man. And even the even the Chicago crowd wanted him to know that by letting him know that TNA sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. I mean, what, they where, didn't say Jeff Jarrett sucks. <laughs> they yeah. said TNA sucks. Like, Next time, where, if he shows up at your AEW show, if you're in attendance at an AEW show and Jeff Jarrett shows up, I challenge you, all who are listening, to start gcw or no not gcw it was gwf uh, when it was global wrestling federation or something yeah chant that that will really hurt him because it never fucking got off the ground fuck that promotion tna was okay right dixon carter tried and all this stuff fuck that one make that one the whole thing is like it's like yeah you suck jeff jared but we would have been fine with that if just you suck but like you made tna suck (laughs) it was not even that like you had to you had to add the suck onto something else you yeah. can just suck and by here, yourself over there alone. And here's where I don't know the contract, right? We don't know if Jeff Jarrett said, yes, I'm signing on to help you with live events, but I want four matches. Right? We don't know those details. And I don't want to know them. However, yeah. if it was one off and then Tony Khan's like, that was great. Let's keep going. This is where Tony Khan or someone needs to fucking stand up and be like, guys, I understand. This is different kind of booing. This is not. We don't like them, MJF. This is get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nobody wants to see this. Like, I, I bet you, if you polled a hundred people, you might get one that's like, oh, yeah, you know, get fucking Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and <laughs> they're know. seventy-five, and they're gonna number, probably but... die by Christmas. That's who it Gosh. fucking is. Here's where though you have the opportunity, in my opinion, to fucking kill it, because fuck Jeff Jeff Jarrett, get him out of here. You can do this match because Jay Lethal can have a good match with fucking anyone. Oh, yeah, of course. Pull the trigger, bite the bullet, let's fucking do it. Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, claimed, and then you get the John Cena fucking AA moment where Max Caster, who is everyone calling him John fucking Cena, puts Satnam Singh on his fucking shoulders does a goddamn AA. Well, he's That's a strong dude. Do. Like they've kind of, oh, yeah. they've, 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 they've mentioned this a, a couple times, but they don't hit it hard. But like, he's just, he's a thick boy. Is <laughs> Max he's Caster. Like he's no, he's yeah. no weak dude. Yeah. He could, he yeah. could probably hoist him up there. And Satnam Singh would work with him. Right. He's not going to oh, sandbag course, right. him and be like, fuck you. Right. So I think that's the story and all the fucking raps that Max Caster can do on India and how tall he is and soccer and all the I mean, well, like just, you know fucking yeah. sunday's bald and, yeah oh yeah you know I mean? and, but like jeff jarrett is the turd in the punch bowl right but he just doesn't i made that group that's the thing I, I i hit on last week like he just doesn't fit they're in some suits they're swab they're they're not young guys but they're not jeff jarrett old you know what i mean like it's just bad yeah if anything jeff jarrett needs to go join the house of black because he's only wearing all black like but i want him in there either i'm just saying jeff Jarrett is bad yeah give me matt hardy every day over jeff Jarrett. side note side note on elevation or dark i can't remember the one so the story is the firm ethan page said Mm -hmm. matt hardy you're not doing the twist of fate 
fuck you. You're not doing the twist right. of fate. Matt Hardy does the twist of fate, walks back, Ethan Page, what the fuck? And he's like, I loved it. It was great. And then Private Party, the, the one that got uh, thrown to the moon by Keith Lee, goes, right. and you know what? It was, and he gets into his ear and he whispers, he goes, it was orgasmic. Uh, and then moves away. And then Matt Hardy goes, orgasmic. <laughs> That's more okay. entertaining than fucking Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. You know I mean? Jeff Jarrett is just, I don't know. I don't know why he's here. He doesn't fit the group. Especially with what he's doing. The outlaw in black and everything like that fit at least going against Darby Allen. That was fine. I understood that. But, like, the Outlaw in Black doesn't join the suits. fucking... The, yeah, the suits. The guys, they look like they're from the movie Swingers. Like, I don't fucking... Like, like yeah. come on here. And I, I bought into it a little bit, and I said this last week, and I will still give him credit. Sanjay Dutt saying the guy that gave us the opportunity was this fucking guy, Jeff Jarrett. Cool. But that's not what you're presenting. That's not what you're showing me. It's not what you're telling me. And also, well, and he showed up because of Darby, right? It was Darby and Sting. It was Darby and Sting, Darby and Sting. But now he's just going to ride or die with them because the Acclaim said some shit and it's going to be about the Acclaim now. Yeah. Please miss me with Jeff Jarrett. Please get him out of here. I will say, though, so going to full gear, their tag match with Darby Allen and Sting. I sent this to you kind of jokingly, but the more I think about it, I think it might be right. Sting might have. A top 10 year in wrestling. I mean, <laughs> I mean, every time he's wrestled, at least for me, I've left going. That was fucking well, fun. It's, it's that was this. Did you say this or did some, or did we find somebody else saying this where it was? He's had a better pay-per-view run this year than, than, than Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins. <laughs> AJ Styles, AJ Styles. As we kind of transition, cause we get the main event left quick side note, AJ Styles hasn't won a pay-per-view match in WWE in three years. That's a fact. How fucking weird is that? So Sting's had a better uh, pay-per-view run than he has. So anyhow, what I was going to bring up, though, is think of the moments Sting has had. He's obviously done the fucking stage dives into people, but go back to his match with Buddy Murphy at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, and Great Muda comes out. I mean, hey, say whatever the fuck you want, and I get it. But he's kind of fucking cool. This thing. All right. So. Oh, he's definitely. Mean, he's having. This is what I want the old legends to do, right? He's not in any title run at all, right? But he's doing cool spots. He's helped building another character in in the midst of it, right? Like the mm-hmm. with Darby, he's helping le- give all kinds of legitimacy to him, and thereby we also then get. Somebody can carry the majority of a match, but we get all these folks that can go up against Sting now, right? Like, you just rotate in all these different folks. I think he's killing it in that regard. Yes, this is this is a master class in how you utilize a legend, like especially an elderly legend who can't, you know, do all the, the whole, fun stuff. The whole well, I mean, he does all the fun stuff, but yeah, he can't do the chain wrestling like right. he used to. I will say one thing, as we mentioned that match, Darby and Sting pick up the victory. You may be getting yourself into a corner that's going to be hard to get out of because, again, we like the records and we tell you about the records. And they always win. Darby and Sting are undefeated as a tag team, and they get we get the acclaimed. I mean, you get any more? What the fuck do you do? Aren't we FTR? tag team champions? Yeah, yeah, like or what? You know, so 
Just saying. Side note. My one of because I can't think of off the top of my head. Maybe you can. I can't think of a time Sting's lost in AEW either. I think what was the COVID one where they wrestled in like a warehouse or some shit? Did they lose? They that won one? that. Yeah, no, team. That. Oh no, did they? No, they did lose that one to Team Taz. It was Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Right? Were they in a warehouse somewhere or something? Yeah, it was a cinematic wrestling? match. But they had a ring. Yeah, cinematic. Yeah, yeah, they lost that one, right? I think so. Did they? I don't remember now. We don't fact check. Anyhow, let's get into, for whatever reason, the Ring of Honor World Championship match again. If it's your first time viewing it what but we're getting chris jericho who's overexposed and a tad boring yeah uh well so on... i think well yeah he's taking on ishii here yeah, yeah and tomorrow, like the yeah. thing here is like I, it sounds like a main event level match for a show chris jericho versus ishii and if your main story is mjf and william regal and mjf's not there then yeah you do that to open the show so that makes sense but again it's it's the billing it for the ROH championship. And I get it. Matches are cooler with something on the line. But I don't think anybody... It's hard to overlook that... Yes, we know it's fake. But, like, nobody thinks Ishii's winning the ROH championship here tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you may have thought that a couple it, times in the match. but Yeah, well, even if you keep it in kayfabe, right? Let's just say this is all real. Last time I saw Ishii was that all out. And he lost to Eddie Kingston. So why would I think he gets an ROH? He title would then, and why he would also Kingston? then beat Chris Jericho, right? So yeah. like, you know, so process of elimination would say, well, he's gonna lose. Like it, it's what's called MMA math, right? This guy loses to this guy, so then that guy takes on this guy. He's gonna fucking transitive you know, properties, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So this was fun. I even said it on our Twitter at Table Show again. Um, it's an embarrassment of riches when just on a random episode of Dynamite. Ishii is like, hey, I'm fucking here. You want to see me wrestle? And we're like, fuck yeah, Stone Pitbull, get in there. And you and you got it, right? But this is where, with ratings and all the stuff, and we've all been told, like, kind of traditionally in all wrestling shows, unless it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, the ratings kind of go like this. It kind of trends downward. You had the elite in Chicago. You switch this match with that match and you got everyone tuned in till the last second because we all want to see that fucking energy and what's the reaction from everyone involved a little bit of a misstep there i get yeah, it you did I it think at you're right. eight o'clock those matches yeah you did it at eight o'clock in the one true time zone so you want to get that pop for the second hour but i would have done it as your main event because again it's an aw match too it's not a ring of honor so you're not confusing casual viewers either so yeah. that was your full gear dynamite recap anything that we missed that you want to talk about not in that regard i think i think we kind of hit everything i i really enjoyed aw uh where it's been going lately i think uh, mm-hmm. a lot of things are hitting there's very few things i think that we think absolutely sucks right a jeff jarrett or, you know what i mean a few yeah. little things here and there that we've criticized but i think everything's going pretty well right now i like it i will say and this goes back to my earlier comment of and it's going to happen eddie kingston beating mjf for your world heavyweight championship is the pre-show eddie kingston beats jan oh god i forgot his name already that guy old guy one of his heroes yeah yeah yeah. i love that he loves japanese pro wrestling i don't that doesn't mean i don't love him he's the best in the world but he wins gets emotional 
cuts a promo that was the weirdest thing in the world, tells him to buy the fucking pay-per-view, all this stuff. Does great. Thing that I wanted to mention, though, he wins that match. He does a post-match interview. I think it was specific to AEW social media, right? But they say, hey, what does this win mean to you? And he goes, man, this is, I mean, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And he says, this, this is it now. All that other stuff, when my friends were like, they were right. I'm on the straight and narrow. So I got this win over a guy that I needed the respect of. The only thing I'm doing now is I'm going after the world championship. You give me 2022 version of Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. Mm. Gonna fucking watch it every goddamn time. That's the shit. The shit. Yeah, I mean, some Eddie Kingston, MJF. Give me a couple weeks of them just. I might cry first time they get in the ring. I might love it so much. I might fucking cry, Tim. Right, yeah. I'm already getting emotional thinking about yeah, it. You're already That's going to be <laughs> so fucking good. Dude. Yeah. The insult that MJF oh. can lay down on Eddie Kingston, who has an all of his wounds laid out for you to mm-hmm. go in and pour salt into it. And then for Eddie Kingston to never actually be working and he's shooting this entire time. Oh, summer 2023 telling you MJ. We can only hope we can only hope hire Tom. We'll make that happen for you, Tony. We'll write it up. Oh, I'll write it all right now. I'll write it right now. Uh, all right. Well, coming up this weekend, on a Saturday, another, it's another wrestling uh, premium live event from the World Wrestling Entertainment, or re- they're just WWE. The World Wrestling Entertainment is not the official name. It's WWE. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, they mm-hmm. are officially WWE. Anyway, um, they've got Survivor Series coming up now. This Survivor Series is going to be different than what we're used to because we are in the new era. Right, the Triple H, HHH WWE. Right, that's where we are right now. Before we get into the Survivor Series, I do want to shout out the chat. Theo asked this a little bit ago, and it's WWE related, and maybe the answer happens during the course of Survivor Series. So let's ask this question. He says, any info if Sasha Banks is coming back to WWE, or or is she bolting off to AEW in the Indies? If she does not come back. She should at least put over the other women's wrestlers on her way out. Zelina can use the rub. Well, if she's not coming back, she's not going to put anybody over because she's not coming back, right? She's either never showing back up in WWE again. Sasha Banks is a person who I think you would initially say, like, well, she's going to WWE, right? Like, that's where she was made a star. That's where she's a star. That's where all the money is. But now we know Tony Khan can match the money, right? And he's got the merchandising chops. And, and she particularly is one who... We don't think the way she thinks, like where her status level is, matches what she thinks, right? Um, but she thinks, I'm a student of the game. I've wanted to wrestle. I'm a wrestler. I've been, this has been my goal my whole life. And to her credit, that is true, right? This is what she's wanted to do. This has been her goal. She didn't come up saying, like, I'm going to be famous. I can use pro wrestling to get there. She was a pro wrestling fan and wanted to be a pro wrestler. So if she thinks, well, I can't pro wrestle over here, I can pro wrestle over here, it wouldn't shock me, right? If we see Mercedes, whatever the fuck her name is, right, in AW, 
That said, now with the advent of the HHH WWE, I think we'd see her back there before we wouldn't. But now I could also see her walking away and never coming back. Which, if she found other avenues of, you yeah, know, of work. Because because she can, she's apparently I don't watch it, but apparently she is popular amongst the Star Wars fans with whatever her role was in that. Yeah, in that, whatever uh, that is whatever that show is called. Um, so Disney could give her a spinoff because they were going to give Disney was going to give Gina Carano a spinoff. Who's a fucking wretched person, very bad human. And so she, look, Mercedes also has some of those traits, unvaccinated kind of denying yeah, a lot well, of the science. But, but the issue too is that Mercedes, Sasha Banks is a horrific actress. Well, but so bad. is Gina Carano. So, Look, you can do she that bad. Years. I don't know. Like, I haven't watched any Gina. No, Carlin yes, yes. Oh, she's way worse okay. than Sasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's God. fucking miserable. Even worse than saying every line like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, wrestling, yes, but apparently, again, she killed it in mm. whatever that Star Wars okay. thing was. So, well, yeah, because you can that cut would be yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that would be my personal hope. Get on a fucking plane, fly it into the moon. I don't want to ever fucking see you again. That's my personal hope. I don't right. fucking like her. I shoot. Seem I've never met her, but everything I've read, seen, and even she's commented on, I kind of don't like her as a person. So that's another aspect of it. Even though, again, I tell you, just watch what you watch on TV, which then I will tell you, I don't like what I see on TV. So again, send her to the moon. Now. I think she's coming back. I think she's doing a little swerve thing where she's like, apparently she's filed for trademarks of names of fucking something else. Right. Da, 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 da. So what's that mean? It means this. Well, it's actually a swerve and she's doing that. Right. Triple H and her are, you know, that's one of his kids as they say. Right. right? So I, I, the only aspect that I think AEW can present to her WWE cannot is even though Nakamura is going over there to wrestle uh, the great Muda in his last match for, I can't remember the Japanese promotion. Yeah. They, AEW has a built-in relationship with new Japan. New Japan just has their first ever women's stardom champion or whatever it's called. Again, we don't fact check, but it's, it's uh, uh, the fucking pirate. Remember the pirate? Uh, Same. That's her name. Yep. Nailed it. She's the first champ. (laughs) Sit her in Japan. She could do that. Well, and the thing too, there is it's from time to time. Hey, yeah, you could go back to WWE, but haven't you wrestled every single one of these people 500 Mm -hmm. times? Come over here. We need some star power. We especially need it in a women's division on TBS. We got Bow Wow on the show. Like, come on, let's do this. Right. You know, Bow Wow, right? Like, I know you know about Wow, so I'm like, come on over here. Right? Isn't like, he your uh, cousin? Isn't yeah, like, isn't he like, like yeah. come on, like, let's make come a call on, hang here. Out. Hang out Maybe that's family. it. Snoop makes a Maybe call. Maybe Bow Wow is there for when Jade Cargill's got him up, ready to fucking throw him through a table, and then it's boss time. Tim, I don't, remember when. Oh, write that shit down. I fucking called it. I'm blaming it. 
But remember when the rebel trucker said he was going to drive a truck <laughs> up my ass because I said that Kane was going to be Daniel Bryan for the championship. Mm -hmm. That's you right now with this. Cause that feels so real. I know. I don't know. God, no, don't ruin my favorite thing. <laughs> you horrible person. God, it's my favorite thing, man. Stay yeah. away. He's going to bow wow up. One thing. Ready to throw him through a table or something. And then. Put him down. You, we just hear, put him down. And she's like, who fucking says I should put him down? The boss. And then, uh, mm. Mercedes. She'll probably go by the name Da Boss. <laughs> she thinks it's cool. God damn yeah. it. God damn it. Mercedes, I know you're listening. Fucking Nostradamus. Again, here. I don't care about you. But I'm going to shoot straight with you. Don't ruin my one thing. Okay, I, I got like my life fucking sucks right now. Shoot with you. I've got a fucking tumor in my rotator cuff. I'm going through a lot of health scares. Fucking sucks. You know what I look forward to? Look forward to this podcast. And watching AEW. Don't fucking ruin one of them. Okay? <laughs> You're not good. For me, I don't like you. Okay? <laughs> Stay away. You're. You're a miserable, decent in-ring worker with the promo skills of Tony Khan. <laughs> so, like, get the fuck out of here. Go to WWE. Anyhow, that's all to say. Survivor's well, here. Well, and I mean, they do have a big premium live event coming up. So, might we see the return no. of Sasha Banks? We will find no. out. But five matches listed tonight, the 23rd of November on wwe.com so there may be more to come because friday there will be a smackdown yes still mm -hmm. this year yeah the friday there will be a smackdown so we don't know what will happen there however one of the matches on this card right now is aj styles versus finn balor does aj styles get his pay-per-view victory that you mentioned that he has not had in several years in three years I don't, I don't think he does i think the judgment day stands tall still so ooh, but they just brought back the oc didn't they and they got me right. and him running around so maybe so let's take a quick trip down memory lane. If you recall, I don't remember how many years ago, but there was a Survivor Series match that was made last second, and it was between Finn Balor and AJ Styles. And Finn Balor won. So does AJ Styles say, I'm getting mine back. Now we're going to be 1-1 one, one at Survivor Series. I think so. I think AJ says, this is, fuck you. Okay, give me one. I'm AJ Styles. I've won everything here. You win something and break your shoulder. Yeah, this doesn't end their storyline, so it right. doesn't really matter who wins this match, right? Exactly. I mean, AJ. AJ Styles. Okay. That's I'm going to say Finn Balor. All right. Um, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. I mean, it's Ronda. Who the fuck cares? Does anyone care about Shotzi? I mean, they don't, but does Triple H, and does he think she needs a chance? No, I think, yeah, I think his wins. goal, if I'm, if I'm uh, interviewing him and he has truth serum, right? I think he says, you know what my fucking, one of my challenges is? Vince didn't fucking understand the Ronda Rousey character. I watch MMA. I watch the UFC. I know it. She's going to be a star. So they are involving Shayna Baszler. Right. 
Yeah, and this is a better fit for Shayna Baszler than anything they Million had her percent. do outside of NXT. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, if if you're going to show me Ronda Rousey, I'd rather Shayna Baszler be there beating bitches' asses for her than not. So, I mean, I don't hate what's going on right now, I guess, with that regard. I don't necessarily yeah. like it a whole lot, but it could well, lead to their blowing up or them being a tag team you're or right. whatnot. Yeah. I think it's Shayna helps her, whatever the next pay-per-view is, Shayna helps her, whatever the next pay-per-view is, Shayna helps her. And then she looks at Ronda and is like, I think you suck. I keep helping you, so I want that title. I've earned it. Right? One of those things. If so I thought you were the real badass, I'm I was the, badass. the real badass. Right, exactly. So that's what I think. So Shotzi, ride your tank. Yeah, because we tried the other two four horsewomen at MMA, and they're probably not ever being offered jobs back, right? So we're probably not going to get that run, right? So it's going to be just Shayna and Ronda from this point forward. Well, so yeah, they got to blow up and fight each other, right? And again, uh, AEW. Marina Shafir can also fucking go over there. WWE. I don't need to see her yeah. in AEW ever again. I'm the problem. You don't know me. I know you. I yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hang out with Rock. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a triple threat match for the United States Championship with Seth freaking Rollins defending against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory, who has taken to a fuck this. You guys think I'm a joke? I'm going to stab people in the neck. Which all right. Yeah. And I like Austin Theory personally. Mm -hmm. Like, I've met him. He's been very nice to me in the small interactions I've had with him. Um, So I like him. I like Bobby Lashley. He fought for us twice. I know him a little bit more than Theory. He's been on the show when he debuted for Impact, surprisingly. And I called him up and he answered. He's like, Yeah, sure, I'll do it. That was so crazy. Great moment in the podcast history. Um, So I like him a lot too. However, I think Raw needs a championship. It's three hours. It's now the B show. Roman is only hanging out on SmackDown. Who's the biggest star on Raw today? It's Seth Rollins. So it's Seth freaking Rollins. I, I hate he wins. saying that. It's I hate Seth. saying Seth freaking Rollins too. Um, however, for whatever reason, he's on fire right now crowds wanting to be behind him they want to chant they, they basically just turned him face for no reason you know the crowd did and they ran with it credit to him right like to just roll with it and the character fits for it fine right he's got this elton john-esque approach i don't understand to it. his character i don't get it i don't is the laugh because he's crazy no i think he's just nuts he's kind of finally lost his mind and, he's and we loopy. just like that and okay. we like him yeah because another thing side note his song sucks i get <laughs> yeah, that all the fucking like people that yeah. song is an abortion of music. It yeah, fucking I don't like it at all. Sucks. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I get the people do the oh thing, right? And that's fine. Like you guys can do that, but like the music you're doing it to is is bad. Burn it down. <laughs> it's bad. What the fuck? No. Yeah, no. This uh, uh, <laughs> All right, so then the two matches left are not your traditional Survivor Series 5 on 5 matches. They are now War games. War games. Which, look, I think in 2022, we'll all say a war games match is probably going to be way more entertaining than a traditional Survivor Series elimination match. However, I want to make sure we all understand that one of the reasons the Survivor Series traditional five-on-five match was boring is because when you have to just fit it into the show and there was no storyline that warranted it... 
then it became boring. That's what's going to happen with the war games. If we're doing this every year at Survivor Series now as war games matches, we're going to have the same problem. And then we're going to cheapen the war games match for what mm-hmm. it could be used for. Look, go back to NXT. I, I believe 75% of war games matches was just the undisputed era versus <laughs> mix of others. Yeah, fill in some dudes. Pat McAfee was in one of them. Remember? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, that's right. Champa fucking threw, the best. but Champa threw Adam Cole off the top of the cage and they shot mm-hmm. to Britt Baker. Remember that when everyone was, what the fuck, right? So, but it was just Undisputed Era versus random collection. I kind of think we might get Bloodline in that, where it's Bloodline this time taking on yeah. the Europeans, well, yeah. Yeah. the internationals, I mean- you know? Well, so on the women's one, let's see. We've got Bianca Belair's team taking on damage control. And that is what we've got. Uh, let's see who we've got. Alexa Bliss, Mia Yim, Asuka, and a mystery partner, it appears. Huh? We don't have a name. Mm-hmm. Taking do. on damage control, which has Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Is it? And Rhea Ripley yeah. is hanging in there as well. Yeah, again, look, Rhea Ripley's character wouldn't play nice with these fucking girls with damage control. You know what I mean? Like I get, well, I did see, uh, she cut a promo. She's like, Hey, Mia Yim's in that fucking match with them. Then I'm with you, but fuck you. And they're like, okay, cool. So, okay. I get it. Right. I hate that person. So friend of my friend or whatever that fucking phrase is. Just don't cross me and make me beat your ass too. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I guess. So the Mickey cross angle with damage control is odd, but of course, you know, you know, there's plenty of those like oddball characters. I mean, Sami Zayn's doing great in the bloodline, right? Like, so yeah, you know, fine. Who's the, who's the mystery person? Who are you picking? Who are you guessing? Oh, I don't even. It ain't her. It ain't her. (laughs) We just talked about this. No, 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 no. Cause it's Bailey. It, no. And then Bianca, well, I mean, like, no, no. it's it's one more. Go one uh, more over. Think back Charlotte? to SummerSlam. No, 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 no. It's Becky Lynch. Oh god, yeah. Because if you recall from SummerSlam, un- unfortunately, she yeah. and legit separated Heard. her shoulder. But what she did yeah. was, it's me and Bianca versus Damage Control. So I've seen pictures. She's been doing workouts. She looks to be moving her shoulders fine. I think she just goes in there and says, remember SummerSlam? We're running that shit back. Boom. She's in there. Yay. Makes sense. So then Bianca's team wins. I wouldn't. Yes, I think so. But I wouldn't. I think it's more interesting. But I think it's more interesting if the heels win, because then Bianca has more opportunities to be like, all right, Rhea Ripley, it's me and you then. Like, now let's go. Right. You got me in the war games. So now we're going to like, that's yeah, somebody could eliminate the champion and there then they go hey didn't i pin the champion mm-hmm. don't i get a title shot and you're right Rhea's probably the best one to do that like nikki mm-hmm. cross i don't think could pull that off as well nor any of the two lackeys and damage control right. right so yeah maybe Rhea ripley eliminates bianca belair or no it's and not an elimination that's... right it's a with war games it's one it's pinfall one pin. but they don't start it yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. she could pin so, her to uh-huh. win it and then be like yeah, I, fucking, I think don't I get happen. a title shot, and then then we've got a feud. There you go. That's yeah. what I would hope happens. All right, I think yeah, but no, but it's going to be the returning Becky Lynch and Bianca winning because this is WWE. All right, so then the 
uh, other match. Let me get back to that one. Is, as you mentioned, the Bloodline taking on the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. And that team, the way they, like, brought it out together. I mean, Drew McIntyre hanging out with the Brawling Brutes. Okay. I know you guys That were, feels very War you know, Games. That feels very yeah. Survivor but Series. But it feels very, very War Games, but it fits, right? It's like, hey, we've known each other. We, we battled up and down the roads, but we were friends, so I'm here to help you. And you're two new buddies. Fine. Uh, the Kevin Owens thing, again, because Sami Zayn, right? Uh, and we all love Kevin Owens. I mean, who doesn't like Kevin Owens? And he'll do good. Well, he has me blocked on Twitter, so yeah. Well, he obviously yeah, doesn't yeah, love he me. He doesn't love you, but yeah. <laughs> oh, how many, times, how many people we've said today have you blocked on Twitter? Well, Twitter's yeah. dying anyways. Oh, fuck yeah, you. fuck you all. Ah, <laughs> yeah. You'll they follow got me on blocked Hive. on Hive. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, uh, but I mean, Kevin Owens looking good. Like he's looking like slim down a little bit, ready to roll. So, what do you think happens here? We got the bloodline wins this. Yes. However, don't you feel like this whole pay-per-view, the whole selling point is what will happen when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have to fight? And that's kind of neat. But who would have thought WWE would have built a pay-per-view around that, right? Like that does take the Triple H era, right? Like that does take that. And it's great. I mean, again. Pro wrestling well, fans, like if we were to do a wrestling isn't wrestling about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, we could make it an hour long, right? Well, yes. However, the thing that makes it a little bit watered down is this will be the 11th, 30th yeah. time that they've yeah. done the frenemies now we're fighting thing. Like, I can only buy yeah. in so many times. Well, so, but if you catch what KO said, he was like, hey, I didn't come here for Sammy. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, you know, we're brothers. We're going to fight. Yeah, fuck him. But, like, it's Roman Reigns. Like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, like, you guys, your boys had to help you beat me before your reign even really got started. This this wouldn't have fucking happened. This is over now. This is me coming after you. So, maybe we get some of that where Sammy's like, you know, fuck you. You know what I mean? Me. And then he's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Roman. Now. I'll play devil's advocate real quick. And I know we're kind of going long, but just yeah, for funsies. Well, for funsies. What if it's Jey Uso gets too fucking angry, ends up overzealous going after Pete Dunn. That costs them the match. Sami Zayn and everyone's looking at Jey Uso. And now all of a sudden he has to play nice because fuck, I might get kicked out of this thing. Like Sammy, you and your pals, and then Sammy kind of starts to look at him as the fallout of this, and it's like, no, 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 no. I make sure you stay in line. Yeah. You're fucked up in uh, war games, so we ain't cool. We ain't OC, you know, or whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. right? Yeah, we which would be cool. Remember? Another side note: I like the OC thing. I think it's yeah. fun. I think it's cool. Uh, whatever, but getting a little Saturday Night Live from Jay Uso. Oh, yeah. You can't fucking laugh in every promo, bud. He's not saying yeah. that much funny a stuff. A handshake. You can't. Come on, man. Like A handshake? And what, did you do it off camera or you just winging it and that made it like, dude, come on, yeah. man. You know, like at a certain point, I just think you're bad at your job. And I thought yeah. you were great during the pandemic. You know what I mean? But you're kind of fucking up with staying straight. I mean, not with your sexual orientation, I'm saying, with being on camera. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think the bloodline wins. But, ooh, but I love that story. 
of right. I think Jay that Uso would be costs fun. him, and then the role start to reverse, and Jay Uso's got to be like, "I bought people donuts," and everybody's like, "You didn't get me fucking chocolate covered, you fucking dork." Right. Right. Yeah, I think you that always would be fuck fun. up, Jay. Mm-hmm. And, and even Jay Jimmy. Snaps. Well, even Jimmy can like, "Hey, man, I'm kind of rolling with Roman and Sammy tonight." Yeah. So I'm oh, but not... see, but that's where you get more storytelling because then maybe after a while, maybe Jimmy's like, "No, nah, man, that's my brother, dog. Stop fucking." And they're like, "Hey, you can get it too, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Kick right. him out. Right. Kick that's him just out. Sammy maybe and Roman. <laughs> no, solo Sokoa and, and oh yeah, Sammy. solo. That's right. Mm-hmm. Solo and Sammy. You're that odd pair, you know. I don't know, but I think it would be more interesting. But I mean, Roman must pose. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. But I will say credit to this them. is a way to get Roman to lose and then build. So mm-hmm. maybe Kevin Owens does stand tall and then we get Kevin Owens versus Roman who then Roman beats Kevin. Owens. Right. I mean, that would be interesting. Um, I will say side note though, uh, AEW and now also credit WWE. I will give credit when credits do keep pay-per-views on Saturday nights, man. Yeah. It is so, so much, much better. Yeah. I'm old, man. When you run these six-hour things, I want to sleep in. But you do it on Sunday. I got to work on Monday, motherfuckers. Like, Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays is a cooler night. I agree. Yeah. Cooler night. Uh, well, the coolest night, though, is this Wednesday night. Because it was awesome. it's our show. The and Dynamite was great. And Dynamite was, was great. Dynamite. Right. One other quick note, and I know we're going long. Like I said, uh, one other thing that uh, we didn't see except for a quick promo, but I didn't feel like it was warranted in at least a discussion, but now I think maybe it does. Uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus at full uh, gear. Yeah. Really good cage match. I'm curious to see where Jungle Boy post win goes. Does it just stay with Christian or are we going to say he goes after yeah. Danny Garcia? I think him and Daniel Garcia is the route to go. I like that. It's matchup. not bad. It's not bad at all. All right. Well, Anyhow. we are going to get out of here because we've run long. Like I said, we've got, I don't know, Tom's probably got to get up at 2 in the morning and start baking a turkey or some shit like that. I don't know what's going on over there with his place. Well, he's going up to Omaha or some shit like that. I don't know where he's Not going to Omaha, but we got plenty of cooking. Plenty of cooking to be done, so we're going to let him get to that, and then you'll join us all back here live next week on the Spanish Announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table.